You're connected to all songs considered. I'm Bob Boylan. Hey, Lars. Hey, Bob. It's Lars Gottrich here in the studio. (laughs) Right here. Amazing. Five feet away from one another. Studio 45. (laughs) I'm so thrilled to be doing this. So, you know, we, audience, hi. We do, like, oftentimes, Lars and I get together at the end of the year. We do this Vikings choice thing. Every year we say, we need to do this more. Yeah. And uh, we're doing it more, at least now. Yeah, this this could completely fail. (laughs) (laughs) Though this isn't quite a Viking's choice, although maybe I'm the uh, I'm on the Viking cruise with you. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a mini sode. You know, (laughs) I get half picks, you get the other half. Right, and I'll try to direct my picks sort of in the world of uh, hoping to stretch people's imaginations and and stretch their ears, pull at their ears and. You're, you're gonna pull their ears. No, Don't maybe do I that, Bob. Do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, their dad? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what have you been listening to lately, and what do you have? Uh, there's this artist named uh, Jana Horn. Uh, she self released an album a few years ago called Optimism that I really liked, and it got reissued last year by No Quarter. And uh, she has a new record out, and it's called The Window Is the Dream. And uh, it, it feels like my last three years of life staring out <laughs> yeah, my Yeah, and, you know, maybe there's there's a part of that. Uh, she spent the last few years in a, a creative writing program in mm. Charlottesville. Mm. Um, she's originally from Texas, and she apparently didn't listen to really much music during that time, which is, like, hard. Just, just talking to you yeah. and myself, <laughs> right. like, is a hard thing to imagine, but she just wanted to do her creative writing program, writing whatever it's like 500 pages a week or something crazy like that, writing poetry and creative fiction and things like that. And, but all of her like music equipment was broken. Like, you know, like her turntable was busted. Her speakers were twitchy. She only had one CD and it was by the fall. Um, (laughs) I'm so sorry. And I, I guess she wrote this new album, sort of in spurts from that creative writing experience. And I think it's reflected in the, especially in the lyrics and the music, but uh, I want to play you this, this song. It's called After All This Time. Great. No. 
vibe there it's a nice little bossa nova groove you you think you're settling into something easy but then you listen to the lyrics and i'm like wait what is what's happening here jenna horn uh she sort of reminds me of kind of a um like a kate laban or a phil elvram or maybe even to like get even bigger a leonard cohen where she gives you these images that uh you don't need to understand right away like she sings, uh, remembering is not the same as looking back. Windows I pass on the way and look into sometimes. I'm walking by and think that I should stop and see who's home. And she she goes through this like this this setting that you can you can recognize, but the the more you get into it, uh, the more abstract it becomes, and you only sort of get an idea. The impression that I get from her, she wants you to take a step back and take in these images and then to process them uh, yourself. I, I mentioned Kate LeBon and Leonard Cohen, and it's like the thing that's kind of common about those songwriters, in addition to the, how they write lyrics, is that their voices are kind of plain. Yeah. But they're very distinct. You listen to them, it's like, I know who that is. And that's, to me as a listener, that is helpful because there is a, a weird sort of clarity in their abstraction. They are presenting you these things, mm -hmm. you take them in. And you understand all the words, mm -hmm. which is not something that happens in a lot of music and a lot of inflection that a lot of singers have where you almost have to go back and read the words mm -hmm. to understand them all. So the storytelling is simple and the images just plop right in your head with the music sort of adding that atmosphere. Yeah, this is a beautiful song. I'm really looking forward to the rest of the record, uh, which is called The Window is the Dream. It's out April 7th. Almost my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to play uh, music from uh, Anna Mika, and uh, she's an Irish singer, and Windows. We're, we're talking <laughs> about Windows here, Bob. I think we got a theme going. Yeah, The Window is, uh, the window is a Dream is Jana Horn's uh, album. I want to play uh, a song from Anna Mika that's uh, Go Away From My Window. Okay. Uh, it's a traditional song. She's an Irish singer. She's lived in New Zealand. Uh, she's living in Spain. She plays bouzouki, uh piano, cello, guitar. So I'm going to let uh, Anna tell us about this traditional song, where it came from, how it inspired her. Go Away From My Window is a song written by John Jacob Niles, who was a songwriter and song collector from Kentucky. He wrote this song sometime between 1907 and 1908. He performed it on Appalachian Dulcimer. And I really recommend giving his version a listen. You'll find it online. He's got this incredibly chilling, operatic voice. And since then, many people have recorded versions of this song, like Joan Baez, Shirley Collins, and a line from the song also um, was borrowed by Bob Dylan for his song, It Ain't Me, Babe. My interpretation of the song, I was really inspired by 
how John Jacob Niles sang the song. And then with the guitar part, I was inspired by the sound of the dulcimer, um, but also of the playing of Margaret Barry. I also sing a version of My Lag and Love. So it was kind of a combination of those two songs. And I recorded it alongside Ryan Hargaden, who plays saxophone. And then at the very end of the song, you'll hear a few moments of Matthew Jacobson, who joins in with percussion. I hope you enjoy.
that was lovely. I like how these two songs kind of like uh, how they speak to each other a little bit. Not only the the windows, as I've mentioned, and how they are speaking to how you can use them as metaphors. In the first, it's about looking out over something and trying to observe it and understand it. But uh, on this Anamika song, it is turning away. Mm -hmm. It's about creating a barrier. Uh, from the window because she has lost her love and doesn't know what to do with herself. And the saxophone and strings. Both of them had saxophone <laughs> and strings, so there's a lot going on. They need to meet. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So uh, Anamika's record is uh, called Theater. It came out the end of last year. You know You know what? You come, This is something I say a lot. Music comes to you when it's supposed to. So I like that. it doesn't matter when you come to a piece of music. If it speaks to you 12 years after it was released <laughs> and you're just now hearing it, even if it's a year or 12, whatever, it's like that's what matters the most. I love that. I, yeah, I was thinking uh, a lot uh, this weekend when Tom Verlaine passed. Hmm. Tom Verlaine the, is a guitar player, for those who don't know, from the group Television. Hugely influential band in my life. And I was thinking that you know, that was 45 years ago, although he continued to play and make amazing music. I think most people don't know his work. And so if... I saw a lot of people on uh, on Twitter this past weekend saying that they hadn't heard the song Marquee Moon before, which is exciting because it... I, I tweeted something to the effect that, like, Tom Verlaine was much more than Marquee Moon, but Marquee Moon was sort of like a secret handshake with other music nerds. If you met somebody who knew Marky Moon, you <laughs> yes. knew that you, you vibed with them immediately. And in fact, I think that's how we vibed uh, sort of immediately uh, at the end of my internship because I played it over a show for like an intern show that oh like God. a podcast we put together. And so I, I put Marky Moon, I think at the top of the show and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. I, I've forgotten that memory. Thank you for sparking those dead brain cells <laughs> that have now come to life in my, in me. But yeah, and so a lot of people are going to hear his music, and I love that. There's a guest DJ show I did with him that if you want to learn more about Tom Verlaine and the music he made beyond the music he made with television in the late 70s, uh, I put that at the top of... Back uh, in the feed, Back yeah. in the All Songs Considered feed, so take a look at a list, and he plays Mingus and all this other music as a guest DJ, and then I play some of his stuff. I haven't listened to that episode in a long time. I'm looking forward to revisiting it. Sweet. So uh, Anna uh, Mika, who's the artist we were just talking about, uh, her album Theater uh, is out and uh, Go Away From My Window was the song and we've left the window. Where are we heading? We're going to Kenya. There is a compilation coming out in late February called Insha. And How do you it, spell that? I-N-S-H-A. Okay. And it is a, it's a compilation uh, put together by the Nairobi Ableton User Group, which is like, I had to look them up. There are just a bunch of creative musicians who get together in Nairobi who have a similar interest in electronic music, but more just production generally. And they basically teach each other how to use Ableton Live, uh, which is a recording software. And this compilation came out of it. And uh, I don't recognize any of the names on them on it except for KMRU. Uh, his given name is uh, Joseph Kamaru. Uh, he's an ambient musician who I've followed. He releases a ton of music. He's one of the co-curators of the compilation. And they put out one track. I forgot how I stumbled across it. It's a you know a Bandcamp scroll one day as I as I usually do. 
And I, I hit play on this song called Matapot Siren by an artist called Nabalayo. And I was absolutely transfixed. You should listen to it and talk about it when we come back. Great.
Birds. They make it everywhere into every part of my life somehow, some way, in, in a given day. Uh, but great atmospherics. I love the tone. Mm-hmm. And the repetition and the way it builds was really beautiful. And it made me think of that software Ableton very much, where it is a kind of piece of software where you can really build on top and make big montages and collages that repeat and build. And, yeah. Nabalayo says that uh, this is a folktale that she oh. created herself, and it's sort of based on the idea of, this, of sirens. And, you know, typically when we think of sirens from the Odyssey, yeah. we, we, we think of something that's going to lure you to your death. <laughs> <laughs> she says, uh, I'm going to quote her here, I created this song to gently say I want to drop everything and just disappear. I deal it to where the ocean is. I often often looked to my ancestors for musical inspiration. This time, I decided to be the ancestor hmm. that future generations will look up to for folklore. That's really a great attitude. And I, like I love that. Yeah, it's yeah. just flip, flipping a myth on its head, and uh, it's more about surrender and giving in to the, to the overwhelmingness of something like the ocean as inspiration and excitement. And I, I'm, I'm excited to hear the rest of this compilation called Insha. Uh, again, it comes out at the end of February. Very curious about all these other Nairobi-based artists that I would, like I said, I yeah. literally didn't recognize any of them. So I'm excited to know who they are. Sweet. I will too. But we're going to take a break. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be right back, and you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. It's All Songs Considered. I am Bob Boylan here with Lars Godrich. We are exploring, well, great sonic adventures, I'd say. Yeah, this is a very adventurous show, I would say. And we're we're getting... Uh, well, anyway, I think yeah. The, the back half, the, the front half was like nice. You can like ease into it. The back half, I think, we're we want you to stay with us for this beautiful ride of a droney folk, Japanese prog rock, and uh, Indian classical music. Yes, <laughs> with drones. Yes, <laughs> of course. Um, so, uh, Lankum is the one is the group I'm going to play. They made a record in 2019, uh, the Live Long Day. Was that that was a uh, top ten album for NPR Music? So. Yeah, yeah, it was an incredible record, an amazing record. The last band I saw before COVID, oh, which, an incredible Tiny Desk. If you haven't yes. seen it, oh yeah, and they have new music, uh, and the music as we talked about is full of drones. It's full of grief, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of grief in in, in their music, and um, they take this traditional song uh, called "Go Dig My Grave," happy little tin number. Yeah, it was made made popular by uh, Gene Ritchie oh, and, uh, and Doc Watson. Yeah, this is heavier than their versions. Yeah, I listened to a few different. I was curious because I was like, "Oh, this sounds familiar." So I listened to like some older versions of this song, and uh, Susanna, the Norwegian singer songwriter, also does one huh. that's really nice. That. But this one. It's heavy to, to begin with, Lankham's version, but something happens like at the four <laughs> minutes and 15, around 15 seconds that just kind of blew my hair back. Good way to put it. Yeah. It's, it's a, and this song is over eight minutes long and uh, just take it in. Uh, yeah, just take it in. Here it goes. Go dig my grave. Go dig my grave, both white and deep. Play 
place a marble stone at my head and feet and on my breast a snow white dove to tell this world that I died for Not right.
We have to come back down to earth now, <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I think. I don't even know what to say. It, the, 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 the last half of that song reminds me a lot of Scott Walker. If you don't know Scott Walker in, in the 60s and the early 70s, he was sort of a crooner, but he was kind of like, he was always a little bit dark and brooding and he was interested in uh, like weird French poets and stuff like that. And uh, so he was a little bit avant-garde, but he took long breaks from music. And especially when he returned in the early 2000s, he came back as this like avant-garde composer, but he still had his voice at the front. Mm. And so he has this booming baritone voice, but these atonal soundscapes where the strings would be doing a lot of the gliding that you heard in the Lancome track right now, but there'd also be this like sense of spacious percussion where percussion wasn't so much like uh something to keep time but to kind of like block out time (laughs) nice way to put it and so that's what this that's what the 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 latter half of this lincoln song like really reminded me it got me kind of like excited (laughs) what are you gonna do tonight (laughs) maybe listen to scott walker so go dig my grave uh, is a song from lincoln it comes out on an album at the end of March called False Lankum. False Lankum? Yeah. Is there a true Lankum? Uh, well, I <laughs> gotta find out. Okay. So let's see. We've left. Uh, we, we, we've been in Ireland twice. Yeah. Uh, and now we're gonna go to France and Japan at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll put one ear there. Yeah, and then, ear yeah. There. yeah. Okay, I'm there. Yeah, okay. Poil Weda. Is, is, is one more time. Yeah, Poil okay. Weda uh, is a collaboration between the French prog rock band Poil, the bassist Benoit Lecomte, and a Japanese singer named uh, Junko Weda. And I, I don't know how these people met. I could not find a ton of bio information, just that Poil comes from like this uh, uh, collective of like-minded French musicians who work in prog rock and math rock and noise rock. Reminds me of a lot of like what was... Remember when I did my Vikings Choice year-end episode, the La Colonie Vacances, the quadraphonic noise rock band? It seems like this poil is kind of in the same wheelhouse. Two very different things going on at the very same time that come together to make something that they wouldn't have been able to do. And so uh, this this collaboration with the, the, the prog rock band uh, with this Japanese singer, she also plays an instrument that looks like a lute but isn't a lute. It's called a, a satsuma biwa. There's a regular size biwa and it's it, you, you play it with like a giant pick and it's it's a very percussive string instrument. Hers is like the like the the main boss. <laughs> it's like it's very big and she basically tells Japanese medieval folk and myth tales with her music and with her instrument and so this only amplifies it all the more. <laughs> and the name of the song that is... we're going to play a song called Dan no Ura. Hold on to your hats everybody. Here you go. Nine and Song of Nizu, Yokono, 
の先人は国一の王の者山賀の兵藤慈秀殿の精鋭
That rules so much. <laughs> they must have had such a good time playing that music. I hope so. Yeah. There is, there are live videos of this band called Poyo Ueda. There's one of them performing this song. There's a video of them performing at Womex, which is a, a really great uh, festival that showcases international artists. This record's so much fun. <laughs> that, that big... The big drums that are happening, I love the drummer. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what exactly they are. The drummer is a Guillaume uh, Mayer. Uh, he's got like a really like a big rig. It's, it's like he's got a floor tom that's like mounted facing his face. He's got some electronics that are on the side, so he's got that going on. He's got it's just a really like tom bottom heavy yeah. sound uh, going on with his drumming, but and that guitar playing. Sounded at times like it came right from Led Zeppelin too. <laughs> yeah, big Led Zeppelin vibes, big uh, magma vibes. If you're if you're familiar with yeah. the French prog rock band, it's like the word fusion gets a, a a bad rap, but this is like a true fusion of the ancient. This is literally a, a Japanese epic song style and story style that's been handed down centuries, like meeting the future. <laughs> but like, I want I want there to be like an anime, like this soundtrack. That would just be so sick. <laughs> Can you imagine the people who started these tales coming back and seeing what became of I hope they would like it. Yeah. They'd probably be terrified. They'd be like, "What? what is this loud boomstick you have? You know, I don't know. <laughs> but she, I, I, I looked up uh, Junko Ueda. Uh, she has this really great website that kind of explains her craft and like what she's learned from the, the biwa, the instrument that she performs. And I like what she says the, about the biwa. I strongly wish that the sound would be a wave which travels and vibrates soundly in an inner cosmos of each person. Wow. My cosmos has been (laughs) obliterated. (laughs) I'm going to calm us down and take us out. Okay. So do you remember, uh, I think it was 2013, the Hindustani uh, guitar player, slide guitar player, uh, Debashish Bhattacharya came and played a tiny desk. I recently revisited that. When, when we did our countdown of 1,000 tiny desks, uh, that was when I watched. Oh. And I was just like, that was such a beautiful day. I remember that day. Yeah. And it was great that there was this music that was happening there. Yeah. He's kind of magic. He plays a guitar. It's I'll, I'll do my. It's first of all, it's a giant thing. It sits on his lap. It's like a Hawaiian steel guitar, but then... Um, there's lots of these special strings with drones, producing drones, and and that resonate. Nothing quite like it that that I've ever seen anybody mm-hmm. carry around with them. And this is sort of Indian classical music that Debashish Bhattacharya is doing. And we've all heard slide guitar players, and they're just beautiful tones, often kind of vocally kind of sounds to them. I know you will listen to this, but all of those people out there that just taking in what you're about to hear, the nuance that is in 
that slide guitar playing that he does, just like nothing else I've ever heard. It's so, so, so beautiful. I mean, and he calls this, the album and the song is called The Sound of My Soul. And so if you... If you're not hearing the sound of his soul, you need to maybe listen a little deeper. <laughs> awesome. So uh, I'll take us out on, on that. It's just, it's the name of Debussy's Bhattacharya's record, um, and it just came out. So the whole album's out, and it's all beautiful. So here we go. Thanks, Lars. Thanks for having me, Bob. Cheers. For NPR Music, it's all songs considered. <laughs>